Welcome back, everybody, to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff, and as I told you, we have a special episode this time around. I had a friend come in, and we talked about Return of the Killer Tomatoes. So I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet. We're going to dive right in. You'll hear the trailer for the movie, and then we'll get right into the show. Ten years ago, a motion picture became the most notorious cult movie of all time. Predictably, the French called it a masterpiece. The name of this legend of cinema. The Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It was so stupid, so cheap, such a piece of steaming dog flop. You think it would have attracted horse flies. Never an audience. Now, get ready to sit on your intelligence once again. They made the sequel, The Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Guess what? It's a lot better. It had to be. As you remember, ten years ago, mankind was threatened with the greatest red menace of all. Angry, merciless, Killer Tomatoes. We were only saved thanks to the heroism of a brave handful of untalented actors. Are you Rob Lowe? No, they're back. This time, we shall not fail! (laughs) A mad scientist. My tomatoes can be made to resemble anyone. Together with a yuppie pervert, turn embittered mean-spirited tomatoes into an army of psychotic neo-Nazi plant life. And let's not forget the stunning hell-spawned creation who just might put out for the entire planet. Do you want to make love? Yeah, I want. I also cook 815 international dishes and use all the popular home appliances. You'll see atrocities beyond belief. Your feet. Do the words fat cow mean anything to you? You'll see how producers extracted special favors from certain well-endowed performers. It's got more laughs than out of Africa. It's gayer than Kiss of the Spider Woman. Hello? The girl of my dreams is a vegetable. See? You wouldn't believe what she can do with six milk bottles and a tuning fork. The return of the Killer Tomatoes. Definitely a learning experience. So, the part you were talking about, the girls taking showers, the 15-part expose. (laughs) Oh, my God. I laughed so hard just because everything you rattled off and then 15-part expose, I'm like, it's like you, you, sir. You're a pig, and I this love is the you. Hard-hitting stories we need. <laughs> this character would never fly oh, in the movie. Such now. a pig and such a dick. Oh no, 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 no way. We didn't even talk about the frame story. The fact that we're not even watching a movie. We're watching a movie oh. on TV. Oh yes, it it's opens. Like the one dollar movie show. And, and when I first turned it on, I was like, "Am I watching the wrong, the right movie? Because this seems uh-huh. weird." Yeah, this guy introducing everything. He's like, yeah, and today's victory on the $1 movie we're going to be watching, Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Let's roll the film. And they roll the film, and it's a totally other movie. <laughs> Big-breasted girls who go to the beach and take their tops off. Uh-huh, and Didn't there's a theme song. last week? <laughs> oh, the, the theme song is brilliant, and I will find that and insert it in oh, somewhere. Oh, big-breasted girls go to the beach and take their tops off. And take their tops off. <laughs> It's catchy. It is so dumb, but it is so catchy. But the thing is, what I also and, think is great about this movie, which they even reference in the movie, is that they set jokes up at the beginning of the movie, and all of them pay off by the end. <laughs> oh, very much. 
all of them or a callback in a smart way or something. Everything works. Like even George Clooney with the pie that he throws up in the first 30 seconds of the movie, the pizza pie that he's making, he throws up the pie and it never comes down. I love that because Chad looks in the camera and goes, do you like how we set up things in the very first reel that pay off at the end? And George Clooney's like, not everything. And then splat pizza right on his head. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like you guys, I love it. Thank you. It's the whole thing in the beginning. They're like, we have a secret word. And if we call you, would you say the secret word, which is the, Oh, right. That was the whole thing. That was the deus ex machina that would save the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They set it up and I'm like, okay, this is probably just some throwaway thing for the beginning. All right. Nope. Comes back around in the end. And somehow saves the movie that the $1 movie of the day contest saves the day in the movie that's on the $1 movie show. None of it makes any sense. (laughs) It all just comes in just circles into this one big mishmash of meta and yes thank you it is all very meta that's yeah it's meta before meta was cool uh but it all worked and you know what's a shame there's like two more return of the killer two more killer tomato movies and they both suck i noticed that i was like i don't know if i can go past this one no they're not they're terrible they they like went back to what they were doing at the end with the first one and it just doesn't work and you know john astin is in them but he looks like he's chained Uh, like apparently this one did well yeah, and he's just like, whatever. Now I, now it's a trap. <sighs> That's a shame because they could have really... Where's George Clooney? <laughs> yeah, well, they sold their license to the cartoons, and they're like, and hey, we're done. Yeah, we don't have to be creative anymore. All the probably creative people went yeah. over to the TV show, probably, what happened. <laughs> oh, I, I want to throw something that ties in with the cartoon, a little more than just FT and Tara. Is the cartoon, I tried watching it again, so like, let me see. It's not good. I didn't think it would be. I must have been a really dumb kid to enjoy it. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But there's there's a scene in the first one. Okay. So in the movie, towards the end, Gan Green is talking about Terry. He goes, you should see what she could do with silks, mil- six milk bottles and a tuning fork. <laughs> the light, mm-hmm. I was like, it's like I don't want to know. Movie ends. I go find the first episode of the Killer Tomatoes cartoon. No. They cut to Gan Green in his laboratory. And he goes, I've done it. I figured it out. This whole big spiel. And he goes, and it only took me six milk bottles and a tuning fork. Oh, gross. So they made a dirty and joke went, in the cart. I was like, now I get that joke. That <laughs> flew under the radar. I'm sure in 1990, because nobody probably saw Return of the Killer Tomatoes when this cartoon no, was pitched. Not. Of course not. It like, could have meant anything, but this was specifically listed as a sexual reference. Like, oh my god, you should see what she can do with a lawn chair, six milk, milk bottles, and a tuning fork. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh, you did not just make that joke. And then a part of me was like, you know what? Good on you for making that joke in a cartoon, because no one's going to get it unless they saw this movie. And that's Patrick, myself, and Mike Myers. That's it. That's it. We're the only people in the world. Even the people in the movie have not seen the movie. <laughs> We're done. We got our paychecks. We're out. There's no way. <laughs> We're going to get on our quad runners and just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I did like that quad runner scene when Chad looks over. He's like, do we have enough money to finish the movie now? And they look over and they're just all like celebrating and there's this big table full of stuff and they're throwing it's money around. And and like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, oh yeah, yeah. Finish. No money to Go finish ahead. this turkey yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the, the ending of the movie is <laughs> the army of tomato men going into the prison to break out Jim Richardson since he was the. Do this to me. I was a lead in the first film, and you only gave me two lines in the seven movie. I'm a star, goddammit. <laughs> that. I, again, I was laughing so hard at that because it was so good. He's like, I was the main. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there like, you screwed me. Oh, it's the other one again. Right. The other line I, the other line I use all the time that nobody knows what I'm talking about was one of Tara's cheap talk from a carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to circle back. The waiter at that restaurant. <laughs> oh, the unnecessarily nasty gay waiter. <laughs> I was like, first off, why does he have to be so nasty? And why does he have to be gay when he's doing it? You could have just had some pompous guy. It's like, but why did he have to be gay as well? Like, what's purpose did that serve? Why is anybody going to this restaurant when all they have is turnips? <laughs> and people taking bites out of like turnips that look like they had just been pulled out of the ground. Uh, it was gross. I mean, I, I get I it that, like, that that. That tomatoes are illegal now, but what is meat illegal now too? What's just turnip? <laughs> Crazy. Might I suggest a chili dog? I would suggest, <laughs> so- I would suggest a diet celery soda. <laughs> um, I was like, Ugh. I'm sorry, I did that wrong. Might I suggest the diet celery soda? <laughs> How many S's were in that? <laughs> oh, I. Whew. Hey man, saying this. <laughs> he was just. <laughs> he was so over the top. Just yeah, unnecessarily. Yeah. I was like, God. Again, something that didn't really Maybe work. This but... restaurant turns people. It didn't work. I was just like, okay, who pissed in your Cheerios this morning, guy? Jesus. Like, immediately when they walk in, he's already attitude. Like, uh huh. Well, clearly, it's the most elite restaurant in town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where we just here we just pulled this out of the ground. You ordered a turnip, take a bite. We put some. We put some sprouts on it. Yeah. <laughs> so people were running out. They panned around. They showed you the plates. There's like a turnip with a bite. There's like a half of a beet with bite mark. I'm like, ugh. Uh huh. Like they just uh-huh. took stuff out of the out of the ground and threw it on a plate. <laughs> it's <laughs> gross. Then again, I've been to restaurants like that. You're like, oh, no, 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 honey, no. Ugh. And it's all, it's all just because tomatoes don't want to be eaten, man. Can you imagine what it's like being raised to be eaten? Or pureed? Think about the tomatoes sometimes. You know, I never really stopped to think about the tomatoes. Really? Tara had a whole monologue about it. You were too busy masturbating, probably, looking at her boobs, her tomato boobs. <laughs> I will say when she first appeared on screen, I was like, oh man, she looks like every other like cute blonde girl who can't act and is going to be so bad. I'm going to hate it. Yeah. yeah. And initially her dialogue is so flat. You're like, yeah, she's going to suck. But no, she's, she's very, she's actually very talented, even though like it's a thankless role for her. Once she's able to really like open up, you're like, yeah. okay, <laughs> there we go. Once she gets her toast, it's all good. I love the scene where he walks into the bedroom and she's sitting there on the bed, like eating those fertilizer sticks and they're just screaming at each other for three minutes. 
<laughs> that oh, I saw that. I was just like, and they showed the close up of her mouth with what was supposed to be the fertilizer stick. I'm like, ugh. Oh, those gross. are made of urine. Don't put those in your mouth. There's urine in those. <laughs> <laughs> and even Leanne looked up. She goes, wait, what is she eating those fertilizer? Oh, that's gross. I'm like, she's a tomato. Of course she would eat fertilizer. Tomato. <laughs> but it's, but it's gross. It's still gross, but it's like, no, oh, she's a tomato. That's a line that comes up like 10 times. She's a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Just Chad's whole dilemma of like, well, what do I do? But she is a tomato. But uh, but she's a tomato. Well, I mean, she is a hot babe. No, I mean, she's an actual tomato. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, she's hot. Just don't play music. And, uh, you know, you can keep her around as hot Tara. Yeah, she, yeah. she loves the farm report, though. She loves the farm report. <laughs> None of this makes Hates any sense. <laughs> He was George Clooney's character was so pissed about not being able to use his two thousand dollars stereo because all she wanted to listen to was the farm report. <laughs> and he goes, Chad's all she really likes the farm report. George Clooney, George Clooney's line of she tapes the farm report. <laughs> she listens to it over and over. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's just stacking toast in the background. In the background, Happy stacking toast. Big grin on her face, just taking out the toast and stacking it and toasting more. And the mime. I love the mime. I love the bit with the mime. Oh, oh my God. The mime following them everywhere. While the song's saying, here we are together all alone. And here's the mime just running up behind him in the background. Yeah, they're having a romantic montage. And in the beginning, in the first part of the romantic montage, they, you know, they're doing the things where they're walking around town. Oh, we're pointing at things. Or being an adorable couple, and the mime comes up and like doing cutesy stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. But then the mime keeps showing up everywhere they go <laughs> until eventually want to punch in the face. In the adult shop, uh-huh. in the adult <laughs> video stores, where he gets knocked out, he's making kissy faces at him while she's sitting there with a whip. <laughs> <laughs> and As he's like, does. look at, she's like, Ugh. she's like, huh, mm-hmm. the whip, and he's like, uh, Chad's like, oh shit, I don't know. Looks over, uh-huh. and there's the mime, just kissy faces and smooch, and he just knocks him out. And when they pan back, Kara's got handcuffs, and it's like, yeah, how about handcuffs, uh-huh. huh? Again, like I said, the sexually free character who never gets reprimanded oh. for, and I think that's so cool in an 80s movie, of all things. Very much, because you can see Chad's nervous, but he's like, yeah, if that's what she likes, so be yeah. it. Yeah, he's learning from her rather than the other way around, which is kind of cool. Yeah, like you would think it would be she would be learning from him since she's a tomato, but... It's completely the other way, and it's... She's an incredibly smart tomato. She knows everything about everything. Yes, she speaks perfect English. And toast. <laughs> I, I got a kick at it, and this is just a horror movie reference, too. It's just like when, when, when you first see the exterior of Dr. Gangrene's laboratory, I said, mm-hmm. that's the same special effect that they used for Hill House, Night of the Comet, was this total painting that they're blowing smoke through the chimney. It's like a hole in the painting. <laughs> The first time I saw it, I was like, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> but let's let's not forget later on when they show it again, there is a there is a Pepsi logo, but it's just a patch that could be on the worker's uniform. So there's the painting of the house, the smoke being blown out the chimney, and then just a patch glued to the uh-huh. front of it. Uh-huh. Like it's like, all right. 
because that product placement had to go into effect. Also, a joke that went by really fast when they went had the uh, the guy who was the master of disguise. Mm-hmm. Said, oh no, no, that's not that's not Muammar Gaddafi. That's Sam Smith. Oh, it's Sam Smith. Oh man, did you see him in Beatlemania? That was him. This <laughs> three hundred pound black man in Beatlemania. <laughs> I was like, "There's what?" It's <laughs> like, "Hello." Hey. And they all just acted like, oh, you were great in Beatlemania. Oh, my God, I didn't know that was you. I'm like, no offense, but he'd be kind of hard to miss. So stupid. It's just so stupid. But he's the only one that's remotely funny of any of the old crew. Oh, the the rest is painful. The scuba diver was ugh. painful. <laughs> like even the answering of the phone underwater, I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got it. Cut, like next. we could have just had Wilbur in the beginning recanting the Tomato War, yeah, giving his little flashback spiel, and that would yeah. be it. And I would have been fine with that. Yeah, like Wilbur. Wilbur was of the, all of them. He did the best. The best. Like he. I mean, he's the best of them, especially like when he has FT at knife point. <laughs> with the note from Chad that's protecting every question he has. <laughs> That you're probably wondering yeah, where George yeah. Clooney is. George Clooney is here with me too. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing with FT being the one that had to lead these guys to the laboratory to save Chad and George after they go. Cause gangrene gets Tara back eventually. Mm-hmm. And they get trapped in the laboratory while gangrene and Igor and his tomato army just lay siege to the prison to free Jim Richardson. Right. Meanwhile, they're because all going to get turned tomatoes. Their plan. They're all- yeah. They're going to get turned into tomatoes. <laughs> and let's not forget how it's going to happen. They have a basketball scoreboard with a timer counting down. What do you mean? This isn't a game. <laughs> <laughs> As he walks well, in front of the George, George Clooney going, wait, time out. <laughs> It's like, oh, hey, nice move. And then a referee nice. pops up. A <laughs> <laughs> referee popping up out of nowhere. It's, it's like, yeah, all right. it, it, it's very, it's all very silly airplane style humor, but it works for what it yes, is. Yes, very much. That's what I was thinking. I was like, these guys made their own airplane. That's what this is. Yeah, because even the stuff it's, that's painfully unfunny, it goes by quickly enough that you're on to the next thing before you're wallowing in it for three minutes or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah, and there's plenty of movies where that happens, and you're just sitting there like, "Is this joke gonna end soon?" Please, anytime, anytime, and still not. I will say there is a movie. There is a movie that I felt that way the entire way through, and it's called Satan's Little Helper. (sighs) I hated that movie. (sighs) People love that movie. Despise it. I hate that movie. I I question my relationship because Leanne, my fiance, loves it. She's like, "Oh my god, it's so fun." I'm like, "What's wrong with you?" No, the kid's obnoxious. It's not funny. It's not scary. It's not gory. Ugh. It's got nothing. <laughs> Although it's got, cra- it's got crazy lady. Who's the woman in that? The crazy lady. Plumber. Amanda Plummer, right? Yeah. She's the mom. Yeah, she's always a delight, but she, even she can't save it because she's really crazy. I sat through that movie going, when is this going to end? I was like, you basically made a movie off of a bullshit premise, and the joke goes the entire movie of this kid going, oh, I'm helping. Yeah. Oh, these decorations. Like, nobody would be that stupid to not realize that's a real dead body and not a decoration. But this kid apparently is. Idiot. Ugh. 
So that's an example of something that I sat through and was like, I hated every second of it. Oh, yeah. Return of the Killer Tomatoes, there's little bits here where you're like, eh, it falls flat. But like you said, they go by so quick that you're back to the good stuff immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ending, <laughs> as we're finally getting there, because we've been all over the place, but this movie is kind of it's a jumble, all over the yeah. place in a sense, but... It's, it's it's barely a plot. It's just a whole bunch of jokes stuck together with a shoestring of a plot. <laughs> so we have Chad and Matt get saved by Wilbur, right? Yeah, because yes. he calls the timeout and Wilbur comes in. That part was yeah. painfully unfunny when he couldn't hit the and switch. I'm like, oh, come on, just come on, just come on, come on, come on. That whole thing with him caught in the parachute. I'm like, I get it. It's a call back to the original, but it's still not, it wasn't funny then. It wasn't funny now. <laughs> It was like uh, when they, when him and the scuba guy and the master of disguise left the pizza parlor and he's running down in his outfit and there's the parachute being drugged behind him. It was like, really? This again? Yeah, this All again. Right. Uh huh. And then he gets tangled in it when he's trying to hit the, the button to stop the tomatoizing of Chad and Matt yep, for yep. way too long. Yep, way too long. But yeah. So anyway, I was talking we, to the movie going, just push the button, push the button, just stop and push the button already. I remember when he <laughs> like said they're that. They're gonna to me. hear me. <laughs> well, you know, hey. They get on their quad runners. Because <laughs> those make a those make another appearance. Uh-huh. Don't forget, yeah. they made another appearance. Is this the final product placement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get to the prison trying to stop Gan Green. What happened? Tara gets thrown into a gas chamber. Gas chamber. They're gonna, yeah. Well, because they wind up destroying all. There's a gunfight that when the lights go out and somehow they <laughs> all the good guys mutilate all the Rambo guys. They're like, okay. <laughs> the lights come back. It's just tomato guts everywhere, and no one else has been hit. Not they're even like, dead bodies. There's just move on. <laughs> but Tara gets captured and thrown into the, the gas chamber at this prison, and they're gonna kill her. But just before it's so, you're like, oh. A part of me is like, oh, crap. That's when the phone rings. Go ahead. Just before that. Hmm? <laughs> There's a big fight, and then just before they're about to kill her, Which the phone rings. Which is the $1 movie guy coming back. Yeah. Asking if he knows the secret word. And no, we don't. He's like, I don't. I said, and I Dan don't Green. know the. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's like balloons and confetti and like dancing girls and shit. Fight going and this on. Is when Chad goes. But, um, but Tara gets gassed. She gets dead. Get yeah. hits with she, hits like, the cyanide gas, and it's all very sad. Because we think she's dead, but she's not. Because she's kind of like, this sucks. Exactly. She pops up and comes out perfectly fine. And we get explained that, oh, I should have known it wouldn't have worked on a vegetable. But she's a fruit. Then I think they said she can't turn back. I don't know. Oh yes, that was it. Now that I'm cyanide, I can't. I can never turn back to a tomato again. So she's a girl forever now. Hooray! So her and Chad can drive off into the sunset, eating toast as they go. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not forget, Matt George Clooney goes back and creates himself a plethora of tomato babes. Uh huh. Uh huh. And where do they go? <laughs> the big-breasted tomatoes to the, the beach. Tomato girls to go to the beach and take their tops off. And it's, it's a call back to that number. Everybody's dancing on the beach. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Happy endings I, for I everybody. actually didn't watch the movie. To, 
the ending was great. I I wish the movie didn't end. I wanted a little bit more, but then I was like, this is a perfect ending. Exactly. I, I almost restarted the movie and watched it again right there because uh, I was thinking there's probably a joke that I missed. There's probably 20 that you missed. I didn't, except for this probably like for certain finding out that the newscaster certificate was from the Ted Baxter school of broadcasting <laughs> that Igor had. Good stuff. I, I I love John Aston just chewing up the scenery and just committed to this role. Every, really, the acting wasn't great, but it was better than a lot of low-budget movies. Perfect sitcom acting. It's not movie acting. It's sitcom acting, it, and that works for what they're doing. So, But they're not doing characters either. They're all surface. So, It's probably one of my favorite movies now that you've brought it to my attention and I've watched it. So... Thank you for forcing this upon me. You're welcome. You're welcome. See, sometimes rape is a happy ending. I didn't just say that. <laughs> Edit that out right now. I'll take it out. Don't worry. I'll take Thank that you. out. That was terrible. So sometimes <laughs> things are, when things are forced upon you, uh, there's a reason. It's a gift, another gift from your fairy pod father. And see, this this was a welcome gift, as opposed to all the times where you're like, oh, I just sat through this shit fest and don't watch it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, well, I told you not to watch it. Yeah, there's been a few, and I'm like, yeah, that did suck. You're like, I told you. Like, but you yeah, made it no, sound I funny. Don't. I can't help it if I'm immensely entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and that you are. And everyone that's listening to this now needs to go listen to your show. Thank you. Because you are you are one of the inspirations that led me to want to do this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ten years, ten years I've been doing this, my God. <laughs> It's so weird because I just – when you say that and I hear it and I'm like, God, I feel like just yesterday was episode one. No, no. Back then I was using a computer and, that was made out of wood. <laughs> it was made out of wood and I had to hand crank my internet connection. Yes, it was, it was powered by one of those birds from the Flintstones that say it's a living every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded it on wax cylinders. We sure did. <laughs> Distributed to the masses that way. We gave it. We sent it out to all the greatest Nickelodeons in town. <laughs> and back but, then, a Nickelodeon cost a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> back then, you popped in a nickel and you were able to catch the podcast anytime you wanted. And sometimes it was a double feature with oh. a cartoon, and sometimes you got a plate to take home as well to your mom. <laughs> This is going to be such an inside joke, but it's uh, at oh, least this is going to be an inside joke. This is going to be an inside joke. Okay. <laughs> 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 Nobody's going to understand that except you and I. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, but yeah, but that's so www.screamqueens.com is where you find me, and that's Queens with a Z. And all the links to his information and show will be in the show notes. So check them Thank out. Because That's he's very, great. That's very professional of you. Yes, I I, I try to be. We're, mm -hmm. we're a low-rent show over here, but I try to be as professional as I can, or at least put on the air of professionalism. So yeah, all the links for Patrick's stuff will be in the show. I'll give you a moment at the end to plug out anything else that you're doing. But uh, I do have one little thing before we go here. Oh, God. Hold on. Let me get my pants off. I've, 
Zip. Ooh. Good thing oh, that this other isn't a video. Yeah, all right, never mind. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. You, can, you can fix that in post, sorry. right? <laughs> of course, of course. I'm not going to fix it in post. <laughs> so recently, because as you know, I do this show with Leanne. I've had her asking me trivia questions from the game Slash Cards. This is not sponsored by them. She got me the this is a gift a couple years ago. We thought mm -hmm. it would be something fun to do to test my horror knowledge. Okay. So I figured since I have someone who is God. more knowledgeable than I am in the subject, oh God. Uh -huh. that oh I'd boy. ask you three quick questions from the game and see how, how you do. I'm pretty confident you're going to ace them all because I have learned much from you over the years that I didn't know. No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. So whenever you are ready. I'm ready. I've been ready. I was born ready. <laughs> so we will start off a little easy. Who directed the 1982 anthology film Creepshow? It was George Romero. Of course. Mm -hmm. Ding, 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 ding. You are a winner. Uh, excuse me. Can we not talk are about my thing you? right now? I put my pants back on. Thank you. <laughs> I'll send you that check for $9.22. Oh, th oh, thank you. The jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> the jackpot for the oh $1 gosh, movie. The balloons and confetti are raining down from my ceiling right now. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Next. All right. True or false? Oh, God. The makers of Poltergeist 1982 used specialized skeletons made from balsa wood for the swimming pool sequence near the end of the film. Uh, that's a tough one because I know they used ones that were made from like medical skeletons, like actual skeletons. Balsa wood? I don't know if that would maintain in a pool scene you know what i'm gonna say true probably false but i think it's a trick question it's false they yeah it's false they use the real human skeletons yeah so i knew why it was false but i didn't know if that was all they used <laughs> hey for a long time i didn't know and then i read that i was like oh well, they're like not, they're medical that's skeletons. Not, that's not but. unusual. Hello, have you seen okay. Return of the Living Dead? What do you think you do with those skeletons that you buy? I mean, you, you, you yeah. people said they use real corpses. And that scene, I'm like, they didn't use real corpses. That's not sanitary. You wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> she would have no, had all the no, diseases no, no. if it was real corpses. But skeletons are different. <laughs> she would have died before the movie was released. Oh, absolutely. They'll survive the day, man. She would have had all the all the all the all the isms and areas. Areas. All right. All right. So we have our. I'm going through trying to find something that's a little more difficult. Meaty. Dead air. We love dead air. Go to the beach and take the tops off. Chicken in the boobies. <laughs> Gotta put some sunscreen on those boobs because you don't want to get them peeling because that would be gross. Nobody likes peeling boobs on the beach. Or <laughs> I'll keep going as long as you ask a goddamn question. <laughs> Pussy gonna get melanoma. 
<laughs> on your areola. All right. I still it's- 1990. <laughs> Final question here. Oh, God, 1990, the years that I hate. Please continue. Yeah. Uh-huh. 1990 takes place in which of the following fictional main towns? Castle Rock, Derry, or Jerusalem's Lot? Wait, what movie? It from 1990, the TV miniseries. Uh, that'd be from Derry. Yes. I couldn't find one that was difficult. And the ones I did, I'm like, it's like, I don't think he's going to know who the actor was from 1948 in this movie. You might, but I'm like, I don't want to insult him at the same time. How dare, how dare so, you? Yeah. <laughs> two out of three. That's better than I did last time. I got like two out of five. So I usually have right her ask me five I knew there was a trick question. <laughs> very good. Very good. You did well. You did very well. You passed. Do I get a biscuit? Do I get a cookie? Do I get anything? Oh, wait, I already got my $9.11. <laughs> Nine dollars and twenty-two cents. It's on its oh, way. Oh, it went up. Okay, great, perfect, even better. Yeah. <laughs> so, Patrick, I'm, I'm again, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank <laughs> hey. you for having me, Jeff Baldry. It was a pleasure to be here. It was it was great having you. It's always fun, and you are always welcome back whenever you want. Thank you. And if you ever need if you ever need someone to screw up your show, just call me. <laughs> I, I always need someone to screw up my show. So, I know, like I said, we're going to put links in the show notes, but why don't you just tell everyone where they can find the show, what you got going on, anything you want to plug, this is your moment. Well, pretty much all I have going on right now is the show, because I'm confined to my apartment, yay, because of viruses, yay, not that I have them, but anyway, but then, so you can find the show at www.screamqueens.com, or if you're fancy, you can use what we call a smart link called bit.ly slash sqplink, S-Q-P-L-I-N-K. And that will let you to listen, that will allow you to listen on the device of your choice without having to go scrolling through, you know, the subscribe button. It makes subscribing really super easy and really super cool. If you want to be fancy, use the smart link. If not, just come to the website. Um, not much is going on right now. Uh, we're about to finish off Irish Horror Month. And the next episode, I don't know what we're doing because it's up to my listeners. They're voting. Ooh. And after that, it's religious horror month in April. And then it's my birthday month. So we're going to be doing horror comedies. And in June, it's gay pride month. And then I go on vacation. So yay. So that's my year. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And um, I do a fundraiser every year to help homeless LGBT kids. And I'm trying to think outside the box and do something different this year for them. Nice, very nice. Yeah. yeah, I know that is a that is a huge thing that you you do every year, and it is. Well, it almost it almost killed I me, can... this year, Jeff. It literally almost killed me. Um, oh, I know, and I commend the work you do, even though it does almost put you on your deathbed. I'll just I'll just talk about it now. This guy Jeff Newman, uh, he runs a company called Backpacks for the Street, another uh, company that deals with uh, homeless people. He he, gives, he distributes backpacks. He just walks into people, uh, homeless people on the street and says, would you like a backpack? And it's filled with all kinds of things. They need like a, a, a thermal blanket and supplies and whatever you would need is in this backpack. And on special occasions like the 4th of July, he'll, you know, be walking around with a hot dog griller and be offering people hot dogs and soda. And he says, the whole thing is like, I want people to feel like anybody else on a holiday. And this year I was thinking, what would since I'm do, since my whole thing is homeless LGBT teenagers, what would teenagers be doing on Halloween? 
right? Why don't I throw them a Halloween party and give them a movie night? With, you know, oh, you can eat candy and popcorn and food and stuff. And it's just a question of getting all that funded and finding a place to do that. So that might not actually kill me. Yeah, that actually is a great idea. Because I've been coming up. Nobody steal this idea. Well, you can't steal this idea because you won't think of the whole thing that I have coming. Uh, Screening, I have to think, okay, what's not super violent? That's not going to be triggering. So I'm thinking old school. So I thought, what about House on Haunted Hill? But we bring back Emerjo, which is the gimmick that William Castle But what if it's not William Castle's Emerjo? Yes. But Patrick Walsh's Emerjo, which goes much, much further. (laughs) I can only imagine what's going to be flying around instead of a skeleton. Oh, no, the skeleton will be out. It's just that just, <laughs> it'll just be more throughout the movie. I went through the movie a few times. Be like, that's a good spot for something silly. That's a good spot for something silly. So it'll be a combination of William Castle and Rocky Horror. Oh, okay. You're speaking to me now. Yeah, that just a question of getting it funded yeah. to make one for one day. These kids feel like any other teenager on the face of the planet. They can forget what's going on and just. And that will help the association as well, rather than me doing this marathon thing that puts me at health risk and stuff like that. And mental risk. I lost my mind this year, Jeff Baldrin. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We talked a little bit after yep. behind the scenes. And yeah, I, I was worried about you for a while. I, I really was. I was worried about you know, me for a while. You're, but anyway, so that's you're not my plan. only a friend of the show, you're my friend. Aw, and you're also the father of my illegitimate child, right. which they probably don't know about, and now they do, and they'll be scandalized, and you'll have to explain that, because I'm done. Good night. Bye. Click. <laughs> that's a oh, dial don't tone. worry. I'll explain it. <laughs> Good luck. At the tone. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to explain, but eh. or I could just leave it up to their imaginations and let them figure it out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, this this was fun. All right. So I will, I'm going to hit stop now. Don't hang up. So that was it, ladies and gentlemen. That was the episode on Return of the Killer Tomatoes that I did with my good friend Patrick Walsh from Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. I hope you had as much fun listening as I had recording that with Patrick. All of his information that he just told you about, it'll be in the show notes. Keep enjoying that universe. It's just a bit skewered.